This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are covering episode nine, which Bravo called Tensions High, Patience Low, and we've decided to call Nailed It. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. Daisy giggles uncomfortably at Gary's injury. Gary's trying to work with his hand smashed. Gabby realizes her problems have her distracted and she tries to refocus. The sea's finally calmed, but Marcos's tension with Gabby hasn't. Glenn teaches Gary how to drill a hole in his nail to relieve the pressure. The primary is very impressed with the vegan dishes Marcos is making. Ashley continues to make dealing with her as fun as pulling teeth. Cap takes the guest to a better location for water sports. A last-minute trip to the beach has Gabby off the boat, and it gives Ashley time to break her promise and gossip to Daisy. The next day, Daisy and Cap are at cross purposes. He wants to sail and Daisy wants to get through the breakfast service cleanup. Under sail, everything goes flying and Daisy is over it. The guests leave and they leave a $20,000 tip, which comes out to $2,500 per person. And Captain Glenn has set up for the crew to have a day off at a villa. And that's a wrap to recap. Awesome. Okay, so I have a fun tidbit for you. Jen, which I think you're going to love. Okay. So last night I got to watch the episode with Gabby. She is here in the Bahamas Mm -hmm. and we were drinking wine out of a box. Tiffany would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) And we were sitting there talking and she said that because she's been in the Bahamas and hasn't had good service, she has not been able to watch the last handful of episodes Mm-hmm. The only way she's been knowing about what's going on on her episodes is by listening to our podcast, Yay! which I thought was adorable. <laughs> that is. I she's like, that. that's how I know what's happening on the episodes is I listen to the rapid recap because Jen does that every week. And then I know what's going on. I love you, Gabs. Yay. <laughs> I do have to say I had total Como last night. Knowledge of missing out. I saw your videos. I saw the Pinot Noir. I was totally jealous while I was sitting there watching in the dark with my dogs and <laughs> knowing you guys were having fun, but I'm glad you had a good time together and got to see each other. Oh my God. We had so much fun. Yeah. It was more fun than I can possibly explain to you. It was just such a random thing that we ended up at the same marina at the same time. I mean, such is the essence of yachting, I suppose. Right. But we had a lot of fun last night. So in talking about the episode, getting to watch it with her Mm-hmm. is the same thing as me watching my episodes with someone else and then explaining to them what was really happening right. or the parts that they didn't show. 
Yeah. And when we were sitting there talking last night, I know we're jumping ahead, but we watched the tail end of the episode where she sits down with Daisy and she said that what was originally a 30 minute conversation got cropped in the two minutes. Wow. And she was like, that's all they showed. That's all that was interesting to them that fit the storyline that they're trying to put together. Like she was actually mystified because she said there was so much more to that conversation. Mm -hmm. And it very much came across to me anyway, watching it like Daisy looked like a pretty solid leader. Right. You know? And like, she was building Gabby up and saying, you know, you're really great at your job. And Gabby's saying, you know, I really want to be better and more reliable for you and all those other things. And Gabby was like, yeah, that was like, not really even the crux of the conversation. So Mm. it's interesting listening to her perspective about it versus what we see. And it just reminds me anew that there's so much that we don't get. Right. And it's funny that you say that because I don't know if you got to hear it since your connection's been spotty too. When Roy was here last week with me, we were talking about things feeling very incongruous. We didn't understand how things got to a certain level of heat or intensity when we hadn't seen any buildup to it. Are you talking about like Marcos? Like Marcos, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I do think we're missing a couple big pieces, but I even felt last night for the first time when Daisy went in to speak to Ashley, when Gabby was off the boat and Ashley texts her and wants to talk about Gabriella, I felt for the first time that Daisy was on the ball and she knew what was going on with Ashley and what her motivation was. So to find out that the conversation didn't go as well as it appeared between Gabby and Daisy makes me wonder if that wasn't a post-show confessional. You know what I mean? Well, the actual conversation happened while filming, obviously, because they can't recreate that. I'm talking when Daisy said that about Ashley's competitiveness and what's going on with her. Yeah. Yeah. So That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I did get to listen to the recap that you did with Roy last week. And Mm -hmm. thank you, Roy. Love you to bits. And Nia Jim. Thank you so much. Yeah. Love him. And I agreed with everything that you guys were saying. It's interesting, again, watching it from the perspective of somebody who's been there, done that, but it's been so long. And now I'm watching it with a different lens, just as a spectator. And then again, having Gabby there to tell me this, 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 this. Right. And you're right. I think that it's not just abundantly obvious to you, but I think to everybody else, because I pay attention to the Reddit thread sometimes and feels like everybody else is missing it too. And I feel like that's just bad editing. Yeah. That we all are looking at this going, that is not the whole story. And I know that. Yeah. And obviously they can only fit so much into 42 minutes worth of an episode every week. But if your storyline is this is what's happening and this is what this lead up is, then you're missing, you're burying the lead right? and not telling us what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. I wish Nadine was producing this show. Mm-hmm. She really <laughs> then have has story. a handle on it. Exactly. She always has her stories tight. That is true. But this whole episode was kind of cringe for me for a multitude of different reasons. I definitely felt Gary's pain. I know I read your tweet last night that you've had that happen to your finger before. I've had it happen to a finger and a toe also. 
I asked last night if that was just like a hillbilly thing because Gary didn't seem to know about drilling the nail either. <laughs> and that was my dad's go-to move. Whenever I had smashed something and had blood under the nail, it was like going out in the garage with all of these old tools and <laughs> heating them up right. and drilling through We're going to get you a tetanus shot afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And with my dad being from West Virginia, I just didn't know if that was our hillbilly nature or if that's a real thing. But our friend Uni did tell me that that happens at the doctor's office too. So it's not as weird as Gary made it seem like it was. Yeah. It happens at the doctor's office, just a little bit less rust. No yeah. <laughs> but that had me a little bothered. That was a little too graphic. <laughs> Somebody tweeted last night, that it was gross to see him draining the blood out of his nail and then going straight to Marcos's beat plate, <laughs> you know, with the red rice. Yes. <laughs> I was really impressed with the meals last night with the vegan meals. I am just learning because my youngest daughter, we call a Schmetterling on here. That's German for butterfly. It's like the harshest word for butterfly you can imagine. But Schmetterling's partner is vegan. So I'm just now learning and I really need some tips on that. And it was the tofu fried chicken looked good. The butternut squash tenderloin looked good. I have to say he has a gift for making vegan food look appealing because I'm a total omnivore and I was wanting to eat it. I don't think his talent Mm -hmm. culinary talent at least is in question whatsoever right I think we're starting to see some holes in the veneer of his personality and I think that's what's confusing people because it just seems like he's been fairly even keeled at least in stark comparison to most of the chefs that we see on the show right right like everybody thinks that all chefs are hotheads and have issues with following directions from other people when it's not them and lots of other things but he's been so even keeled the entire season that to start to see him crack especially with Gabby who has been one of the most consistent hard workers the entire season just seems off it just seems weird yeah well speaking of that I went back and kind of fast forwarded through some of the old episodes just to get to the nights out and until last week we really didn't see him in the nights out we haven't seen him talking it was mostly Tom centric or Gary centric and we haven't seen a lot of him and we've talked before how we don't really see him when they get back to the boat he's in bed and not doing the hot tub thing so I think there's something missing there as well I agree with you that something's being cut out and we're not getting the full picture but you can't deny the man's food because it just is totally impressive wholeheartedly agree yeah kudos to you Marcos love the food looks great excited about that well we need to discuss momentarily ghastly ashley i know that we're loath to do it but she really epitomized the backstabber by waiting for gabby to get off the boat to talk trash to daisy about her and then the snotty little comments she was making after gabby said everything she called her a twat she mimicked did that little mocking me 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 noise and Gabby is really trying you can see that Gabby's trying and Ashley's just having none of it and I really don't see how other people on the boat don't see that 
it's super obvious. I mean, she barely waits for Gabby to walk out of the room. So I don't see how people don't see what's going on unless they think it's justified in some way, or they just think it's Ashley. You know how some people are just awful and you just accept that they're awful and just try and deal. I don't know if it's that kind of situation or what. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm watching this first of all I know you can't see my face right now but this is my not shocked face yeah that Mm -hmm. Ashley sold her up the river without a paddle right really I mean I am surprised it didn't happen sooner yeah it was just yeah so not shocked Mm -hmm. also watching that again watching the pep talk with Daisy it seemed like yes she was clued into what was going on Mm-hmm. And like she was trying to touch base with Gabby instead of taking that information that Ashley gave her and going straight to Glenn and saying, Gabby's saying she doesn't want to be here. Let's go river. Mm-hmm. She's going to Gabby. She's making the proactive move to go to Gabby and say, tell me what's going on. Like, how do we work through this? Obvious situation is that Gabby's a hard worker. Daisy knows that there's some personality issues in her department, but keeping Gabby is obviously a way better option than whatever she might be stuck with should Gabby depart. Right. And so watching that play out again, Gabby was like, that's all they showed. Yeah. That was really mostly not the conversation. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting to me, but it's an obvious buildup and some foreshadowing because the last thing that we see in the preview is Gabby going to Glenn and saying, Hey, we need to talk. Right. And I wasn't surprised that Ashley took it to Daisy because I predicted that last week as soon as Gabby told Ashley. I was like, what are you thinking, Gab? No. (laughs) Well, and I asked her last night why she talked to Ashley about it. And she goes, I was just in a weak moment. She was the only person around. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I said, it seems like the last person you would want to confide in. And she goes, I was just, I was having a bad moment. And she was literally the closest person to me. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. But then I did ask her, and I posted the video on Twitter. I was like, were you surprised that Ashley went and told Daisy as soon as you were out of your shot? And she was like, haha, no. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't surprising. I do have to say I was surprised that Ashley brought it up as a total non sequitur to Marcos and Colin in the galley and told them that Gabby didn't trust any of them. I mean, I fully expect her because that's all she's shown us to do that with Daisy, but to see her doing that with the other crew too, if you're a person who picks up on vibes and emotions and all of this negative stuff is being said about you and people are processing it and you know, and you feel it. So I imagine Gabby would have to feel that weighing on her, which makes me sad because that sucks. And Ashley's a hag. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) Nobody ever has to guess how I feel when they listen to this podcast. I make it crystal clear. (laughs) I did like the guest though. I thought aside from the dolphins being aliens thing, I thought they were really fun. (laughs) Even that was funny. I did Google it by the way, because she said Google it and I did and no, they're not. (laughs) Of course you did. Sorry, Dawn, they're not aliens, but I thought that they were very kind. They didn't complain a lot. They just seemed to enjoy it and have fun. And Again, this is another episode where it focused more on crew and boat drama and not guest drama. And I really like that so much better. Same. Yeah. 
I agree. Well, I'm very excited about our super fan interview this week. I am too. We're not announcing it though, because after I announced last week and had to cancel, I felt like a total lump and I don't want to do that again. So we'll wait until it's in the can this time. (laughs) Perfect. Super excited about the super fan interview. Not super excited about the preview for next week. I am not either. It seemed pretty telling. There's only a couple reasons you go to the captain. And yeah, if it's what I think it is, I'm sad. But we shall see. I gotta wait and watch what happens. But thank you for reaching out to us from the Bahamas. I miss you like crazy. But we're glad to have you back today. Thank you everybody for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you, Phelpsy, for your wonderful review that you left us. That made our week last week. I actually got a hold of Adrian down in the Bahamas and read it to her. Yay! So thank you very much. We appreciate it. If you're interested in being a super fan, hit us up at gangplankreport at gmail.com. And we will see you for the super fan this week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.